Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Yes. What's up? You guys doing okay? It's like, I said this at the Dream Team rally. You know, we're, we're so close to breaking through the dam. Like the dam wants to break so bad. Here's what the dam is. You know, like, you use the movies, you see a little bit of crack, and then the water starts to come through. And then finally, when it just breaks, I mean, the water just, boom, and it rushes through, right? It's kind of like that sometimes when we uh, engage with Jesus. You know, Scripture talks about and teaches us that to receive the kingdom of heaven, we're to receive it like a child. Have you seen a kid at Chuck E. Cheese? The dam is broke. Sometimes you want to put that dam up back up. Sometimes you might say the word dam a few times and maybe some other things. That's real, right? I heard a quote one time. There is no happy kids at Toys R Us. <laughs> they always want the bigger one. They always want the bigger thing. So here's what happens when you just, uh, you know, let the dam be broken in your life. You just get a little bit freer. You walk a little bit cleaner. You move, you're a little looser, and you let go. And so I pray today that day, today is a day of massive giving up, like massive giving up, that we would stop things that are holding us back. Because for many of us, we're one phone call or one situation away and we say, okay, if another thing happens, I'm going to stop because I surely don't feel unstoppable. And you're right. Like it is super challenging. Are we good here? (laughs) Thank you. Dude, give it up for the sound guys. Come on. You know, sound guys, they, uh, and gals, they, they, they only get to hear what's wrong. They don't always get to hear what's good. Like you didn't notice when it was going right. We just noticed once it was going wrong. And so that's kind of like life. Sometimes the positions that are under, uh, that you don't see under the surface, they're underappreciated, undervalued. But that is not true in God's kingdom. Every single one of us have power and posture. So when we have these moments in life when we want to stop and give up, and there's the situations that happen, we have to stop and say, okay, Why do I feel this way? Why am I so overwhelmed and I'm feeling so bogged down with life? Is it because maybe we're putting our hope in a place that will fall and sink no matter what? Is it that we're reaching for the air and we're trying to just grab something to hold on to, but it won't last? I had the opportunity last week um, to sit in a room full of some unstoppable people, you. And some of you guys came to it. Maybe you weren't there, um, but you were there in spirit. And we, we had this canvas, and we all put uh, our fingerprint on it. And we put our fingerprint on it, and it represented that we were coming together collectively, not only for the fingerprints in our life, um, but also the fingerprints that, that weren't represented, and then the fingerprints that are going to come. And what that canvas represents is not just uh, individual stories, but a greater story of what Jesus is doing through us, in us, for the city, through the world, and that's what God is doing. God loves the city, and we remember that it's his, his story that is greater than us. It is his story that's unstoppable. It's the 
cross that's unstoppable. And it was so heroic because I sat in full of a room that I felt compelled to say this as my wife and I get the privilege of serving and equipping people with the leadership team to really just watch what God's done in you, to empower you, to watch the dam be broken, to watch you become unstoppable when you quit trusting yourself and you trust the one where you can get that help from. And what happened in that room was this. We sat down, we started sharing the story about how we love the local church. But we don't really love buildings. We love the people of God. When I walk in this place on a Sunday, I could be stumbling in, not from being drunk. It's from being hit by life sometimes. Maybe waking up with a little bit of a cold. Maybe the twins were up all night. Maybe the, the vibe wasn't flowing in the morning. But something happens when I'm in the presence of God's people worshiping in a new family that he's created. My spirit gets uplifted because it points to what is eternally true, that this is a family and this is real and this will last forever. That's why it feels so life-changing. You come in this place not because you're trying to um, give up. You come in this place because you're genuinely trying to find breakthrough. So every single person in this place, at some level, you're, you're not uh, trying to succumb to the pressures of life. That's why you're here. So I want to commend you for that. In that room, we had a, uh, it was a dream cast in Old Town. And we were at the Urban Beat. Um, and you know what we shared? We shared this, where if you read these type of things in a story, you, 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 normally rooms don't always respond like this room. This is why I said a thank you. We shared that, hey, in uh, three weeks, um, the church is going to be moving, and we're moving over to Harry Hill. We're going to the Southside Community Center. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. And, um, and, you know, some people might see that as a shift that was um, uh, too quick or, uh, wow, I love this building. And I'll tell you what was so cool about that room. They responded heroically just like I believe this room will respond, that we've never been a building because Jesus' church is unstoppable. And before we started this journey as we launched the church here, we had a deep burden, a deep passion for a downtown inside out, as we still do. And when we got the phone call that Pattengill Middle School was gonna be doing renovations on this building because the bond passed. So if you guys saw that in the news, that Eastern's gonna be moving here and this is gonna become Eastern High School and we thought we'd be a part of that transition. And I love that God is so interruptible into our lives. He does not care about your plans, okay? He doesn't, he doesn't. He, you know, your to-do list is cool, but it's always submitted through the fire. And I thank God that he would stretch us because it was just in the last few months I started noticing something about us gathering. It was a huge disconnect between here and there. Let me explain. The building looks so sweet. You guys are so amazing. Like, you talk about these kids that are struggling. You talk about the city that's going through pain and dealing with issues and how you love the city. I just don't feel the weight at all on a Sunday. I think what happened just a little bit was we started to get a little comfortable, which isn't necessarily bad. We're not trying to force us to be all crazy gung-ho for Jesus every second, but the Lord knows best. And he was like, mm-mm, I want to shake it up a little bit. I had a pastor of ours call us, um, 
Pastor Tommy. He's an overseer of the church down at Crossover Church as we were at in Flavor Fest. And we have a, a good friend that I got to meet down there. We have Pastor Troy Evans and his wife Dawn here today from Edge Church in Grand Rapids. Give it up for them. They are heroes, been investing in the inner city of Grand Rapids. They have an urban church. They incorporate hip-hop. They do all kinds of amazing things. And his story inspired us. And I didn't even know you were coming today. And I was walking out and he just grabbed my arm. And I was just so grateful. So thank you for being here. You're encouraging us. And they're moving from a Saturday night service to a Sunday service on November 13th. So change is happening in their situation too. Really exciting. Change is happening here at City Life. Uh, feels a little bit prophetic right now. There's some stirring going up. And I noticed something though, that when Pastor Tommy said this, he goes, I believe that God planted you guys at Pattengill because there's certain people that needed to see you here in order for them to go with you there. Jolly Waverly was a corner that we would kind of use like this, like Jolly Waverly is an end game for us. That's a part of the city where it is forgotten about. It's where many of us have lived or traveled or intersected or had highs or really lows. And it's right next to where the school showed us could be our next opportunity to go, which was Harry Hill Southside Community Center, which is where we're going. And when we were driving and, and, and praying over the neighborhood and we really felt the Lord saying, okay, what you thought was on the back burner, I'm putting on the front burner. What you thought was an end game. And why I say end game, because when we thought about being uh, like planting block pastors, and when we say block pastors, what we mean is we long for people to be able to experience Jesus more than Sunday. We long for people to experience Jesus in their neighborhoods where life exists. And we want to see people live that out in the city. And that won't be all of us that do that, but we can champion that work. We can celebrate that work. We can be passionate about that work. And we can watch some leaders raise up to invest in these neighborhoods and to live there. Because people don't want you to just come in and be like, hey, here's some stuff and leave, right? People want to know that you love them, that you're feeling with them, that you're growing with them. And that's what the block pastors are. And so for us, a block pastor looked like this. Jolly Waverly, we would need somebody that's like Rambo. I mean, somebody that's in the game. Somebody that's all in. You're not playing around. And I love that Jesus doesn't allow you to even think that it's a back burner situation. He's like, no, 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 no. Those are first picks. You've been running these laps really well. I want you to get closer to there because I love my people there. And I want to plant city life there for the next step. I say next steps, a step, because it's not steps. Because when I thought and I was praying and we were praying as a leadership team, we were praying as a church, we were saying, God, show us the steps. God is not interested in my plans. He showed me a step. Just, just run this next step really well. Be really faithful there. And the, so we are moving and, um, and we are not a building, Okay. And we've been saying that all year. Be careful how you preach because you get to live it. You get to live it. We are a people that is not based upon any type of position, not based upon any type of building or performance, but based upon one alone, and it's all Jesus. And that's what we're doing. That's where we're executing from. That's where we're going. And that's the next step. And we're excited about it. And as we were over there um, just touring the facility, I, I noticed something about um, the building that people haven't been there in a while. Like they got, they got a lot of uh, community partners there, which is really exciting. They got Sedexo Magic's company. 
They got the city of Lansing there. They got Parks and Rec there. They got the Lansing School District. They got tech. They got different things there. They got an awesome auditorium and they got a great outdoor because we wanted to continue the narrative of what God was doing in city life. So the narrative being this, the narrative of more than just a, a, a particular age group or more than just one uh, particular life stage, but all encompassing families in a direction pointed towards Jesus alone. And so we wanted a place that would facilitate that type of growth and development, if that makes sense, right? So we wanted something that we could have access to a gym like we've had here. We wanted a place that we could have access to the outdoors. And I don't know if that'll always be the case, but I can tell you this, that was the case next. And we just felt like, okay, will you paint? I thought the vision was the good report. And so God won't stop. He won't stop. We won't stop. And as we were walking the facility, my wife and I, we got a chance to talk to these, uh, they have the senior citizen walking program. So they're walking in the hallways and they're like, oh, it's so good to see somebody. What are y'all doing here? And we're like, hey, it's good to meet you. We're Jerome and Crystal from City Life. And it's so great to be here. And, uh, and we're, we're thinking about having services here. And she goes, oh, that would just be amazing. It would just be amazing. Would you please? No one's been using this space in a long time. It's just to be the premier part of the city. Proverbs 22.2, where the rich and poor meet together, the Lord's the maker of them all. It's been a prayer of ours. All races, all economic background, everyone, you belong here. Drive on that side of town, you'll see Moores River Drive, you'll see GM neighborhoods, you'll also see some Section 8 housing. Proverbs 22.2. Where the rich and poor meet together, the Lord's the maker of them all. And as we were walking, talking to them, and, and uh, they, they basically said, we would love to see somebody dream here again. I couldn't help but think back to when we planted the church here because we were walking the hallways and it was with teachers that said, no one uses this auditorium. It would be great to see people use the auditorium. But you know, Pattengill now has shifted to the front burner which used to not necessarily always get looked at in attention. You know, downtown's so booming and developing. Have you seen it? Did you see Michigan Avenue? It's happening, right? Are you seeing the buildings go up? It's happening, right? Like these things weren't happening years and years ago. They, people were praying for this stuff, this breakthrough. But what is happening is also, as more resources get shifted in the city, the risk of gentrification could happen where you push people that live in neighborhoods out. And as a church body, we gotta say, okay, we're present downtown. We love downtown. We're in Pattengale. We're in Fairview. We're in um, uh, Eastern High School. We're in neighborhoods. We have people that live in these neighborhoods. We love it. But what about the South Side? What about the North Side? Some say the Dirty South. Anyone ever heard that? Dirty South from the South Side. Man, I think God sees it as the Holy South, the beautiful South, the clean South, where kids just need a smile again. Families need to be loved and hugged again. So on this journey, when we shared that last week, the room got so supercharged, so filled, so heroic, we could only do one thing, cry. That God would allow us to be a part of a people that could care less about a building. I think it's beautiful. So I want to thank you for letting us be a part of that because it really is about the good report. On February 14th, we uh, had Vision Sunday and we shared how there was two groups that went in to spy the promised land. 
So they sent these, you know, 12 spies out and they're basically doing recon on the place. So they're checking out what's happening, how things are going in life here. And they're, they're saying, okay, is God want us to take this spot or not? Well, God already told them they, can, they have it. But one group comes back and says, man, there's giants there. They're so big. And yes, the land's flowing with milk and honey and promise. And it's going to be amazing. But you know what? They could kill us. And they gave a bad report. And they said we shouldn't go. There was a second crowd, though. It was Joshua and Caleb. And they said, the Lord's given it to us. They gave a good report. But you know, all those that complained and sided with the bad report died and never entered the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb, they got to be a part of that mission and led that mission to the next step to seek the welfare of God's particular plan. And what, what changed about the two parties? It was the heart. How they saw the situation, how they thought to look at it, and how they saw a canvas what we did is on February 14th, we had a picture of inner city homes and we had a really rough rundown home on the screen. And we said, we see that as beautiful because God can make dead things alive. And I don't know any other people that talk like that unless Jesus is the Lord, unless you have your trust in the one who made everything. If this isn't truly your home, but yet you're trying to preserve it because you recognize who's really the owner. So there, you're constantly uh, loving and engaging and trying to build and letting him love you. And you're waiting upon the Lord. And when we're waiting, we're, we're renewing our strength, right? And when we're, when we're singing, we're singing to him who deserves all songs. And when we're moving, we're moving because we saw him move first. And when we're loving, it's because he loved us first. And that's the whole premise. And that was the, the vision of the good report is that we would choose to see Lansing. Every part of it is good. Every part of it is good. Like that is not entry level, you guys. But you know what? That is actually normative for the gospel. The good news, it's normative. Like we always say in this, like, ah, oh, no, I, if it just got a little bit better, then I would jump in, Jesus. What did Jesus say in the garden? He's like, mm, not my will, but yours be done. Because he recognized the true victory and our true source. So the good report, they come back and they give this radical good report based upon they recognize who was leading the mission. Newsflash, I am not leading this mission. Jesus Christ is. And as Jesus Christ leads this mission, we can trust our high chief, we can trust our leader, and we can trust him wherever he takes us, he sends us, he challenges us, because he is in control of everything and it's good. So we want to see this move as radically good and we want to celebrate it and we want to get exciting. So here's where we're at. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to get ready to go. Like, I mean, we're getting ready to go. And uh, yeah, you got to let it go sometimes. Like, let's go. You're kind of like, oh man, what's getting a little deep here. Hebrews 11. I'm going to paraphrase this chapter. This is a, a stoppable faith chapter. This is a chapter where everybody wants to be in. We all want to live this type of essence. We want to see our life written in this because you've, Miracles happen. Great things happen. Faith, the definition here. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Come on. Anyone can know downtown's booming now. Right? Like, they're coming 10 years. It, downtown's going to be booming. What does God say is the win? You know what God says is the win? You know what he told me when we were driving the city? He said, it's discipled blocks. I care about families. I don't care about buildings. 
I don't care about a coffee shop. I don't care about any sports teams here. I mean, that's cool. I love the people, but I want you to go love the people. I want you to love. I want you to see the win as neighborhoods. I want you to see the win as a park. I want you to see the win as a family. I want you to see the win when you're connecting and loving each other on the dream team. I want you to see the win differently because it's, accurate, it's, it's more accurately true. We've picked up a lot of junk along the way. Oh, God's got to strip us. He's got to break the dam. Come on, we don't even cheer anymore. We're not even alive anymore. We're so insecure. We're wondering what somebody thinks. You are loved by God. That changes everything. And if you don't know that today, you need to know that. Like Jesus is so different. He is so different. This week, someone was talking. They said, I found out you're a pastor. I'm so sorry. Did I say the F-bomb the other day? I said, look, look, don't worry if you say the F-bomb in front of me. Like, just worry whatever God thinks, right? If you're trying to please him, that changes everything. And if, so you guys get it. Come on, come to the altar, come to the throne. God wants to do something great. Now, if you know anything about Abraham, God promised that he would um, save us through the offspring of Abraham, Jesus. Abraham by faith, was tested. He offered up his son, but God at the last minute spared. He, he, threw, he, um, he considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead. That's how awesome Abraham was, trusting God. And by faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. But by faith, um, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons, Joseph. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, was mentioned in Exodus and the Israelites. By faith, Moses went. By faith, Gideon. By faith, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Sam, uh, Samuel, prophets. By faith, by faith, by faith. This whole chapter is by faith. I'm just paraphrasing. You got to go back and read it, okay? By faith. And here's the verses I want to land on. You know, one thing I'm excited about too at the altar, I can come at this next place. I can come walk down and touch you. <laughs> Not to be weird, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna touch you. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down. Sometimes I just wanna jump down and sit with y'all. I'm like, I just wanna walk down and sit down with you guys. Check this out. Verse 29, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as a dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and all the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection, some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in the skins of sheep, goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth and all these things, though commended through faith. Check this out. All those things they did, they're going to talk about you. Did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us. That apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Who is us? It's Jesus' church. You and me. 
the family of God. That all of the great things of God's great display and his great power and his great miraculous signs and wonders, that the church, the family, those perfected in Jesus saw a greater day. That we get to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We see a greater day. So now when we think about how do we move in this, this life when we feel like giving up, I want to challenge you with this thought. Give up. Like for real, give up. Like give it all up. Quit saying tomorrow I will get better. But today give it up it all and gain the one who can hold us up because that's who we don't want to give up. And as we don't give him up, he starts to change our habits. He starts to change our affections. He starts to change the way we talk to our friends and family. Because chapter 12, here's why, our great leader. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You want to be the unstoppable church? Lay aside every weight, everything. Everything that's bogging you down today, like lay aside every weight find out where your help comes from. In sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance. Come on. Run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand throne of God. That's the power. Come on. That is the power. Psalm 121, I look to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? No. My strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. That's what I want to pray today. Practically, we're going to celebrate next week all the work that God has done this year because people got baptized in this facility. Dream Team members met their future spouse. Carlos and Jessica just got back from their honeymoon. Friends were made. We were introduced to different people with different backgrounds and Easter parties were crazy and people that have never went to church before came to City Life and they probably came one time but they still would consider City Life their home because they don't have a new pattern yet. They don't have a new race yet. They don't even know what to do. It takes time. It takes time. My prayer today is that each one of us would find ourselves letting the water of God rush through us and break the dam of our hearts, break the things that are stopping us, that are confusing us, that are challenging us because we're trying to put our hopes in things that we know we need to change. And we keep saying this, ah, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. But when it comes to our souls, it's way different than a, a diet plan. When it comes to our souls, it's way different than saving up. And it's gonna be hard, it's challenging. It's, it's challenging to love people. If you've been married over 10 days, you've recognized it's challenging, right? If you've had a friend, it's hard to stay friends over a long period of time. It's hard to stay in relationship when we're looking at each other. But when we're looking up, it gives us a new hope, a new strength, a new endurance for the one who 
defeated it all for us. That's where the unstoppable power comes in. That Jesus' church is unstoppable. That's us. Let's live in such a way that would model that truth. You'll notice online, if you're online, um, we're going to ask you to help in three ways during this move. First is, just share. Talk about it. I was challenged this morning. I drove by, and I don't know if they're here. I hope they're here. But I just saw two guys walking. I needed to go into, to, to, I needed to get here. Okay? So I was a little late, and I, I was like, God, do you want me to stop? you want me to stop? And I was like, I love those people. Of course I want to stop. So I just turned around. I didn't even wait. I don't know what God said. I think he said yes. And uh, sometimes you don't need to pray about doing what's right. Okay? Just stop, and I pulled on. These guys are walking, and, uh, and I just jumped out of the car, and I started walking up to them. They're kind of like, like, you know, looking at me like that. Like, what are you doing? But, I mean, it, 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 I couldn't take these guys, okay? But I loved them. And I said, hey, here's, here's a card. I want to invite you to church. They looked, and they were like, wow, that's awesome. And I looked down, they're like, man, talked about, we talked about our shoes. I walked in the grass. They're like, you can't walk in the grass with those shoes. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. I just wanted to talk to you. And it was so cool. We had this interaction and just shared with them an opportunity to meet the risen king. That's what it's about. They could meet him there. They could also meet him here. So we devoted this time to create an experience that people would meet Jesus because Jesus is the one that's going to set people free. Jesus is. Jesus is. So the first challenge, will you share about the move? November 6th in the new location over on Wise Road. Will you begin to pray? Will you think about how people are going to travel there? They're going to get off at 96 MLK. Some are going to come from Eaton Rapids. Some are going to come down Jolly Road. Some are going to come down um, uh, Waverly. Some are going to come through neighborhoods and they're going to come there and they're going to they're experience life life in Christ. Second thing was you help us get, get, get your move on. Like we're going to need, we're going to need some labor. So you got to look and we're going to need you to flyer with us. We're going to need you to get your move on. We're going to need, and then third, would you financially say, I want to give to the move. We have a whole fund set up. Uh, it's going to cost us anywhere from 10 to $15,000 to do a move and do it excellent. Cause you're talking about new equipment to assimilate into a new facility. You're talking about signage. You're talking about mailer. You're talking about online. You're talking about so many different things that all add up quick. It adds up quick. So we can think, oh, 10, 15 grand, man. This, look, it adds up quick quick. We're trying to do it precise. We want to love people. And we already have outside support. There's several churches that have already said, I believe so much in what God is doing in Lansing through City Life that we're already giving. We had people email just this week. I emailed uh, three pastors two nights ago. I wrote them what's going on, how it's happening, how quick it's happening. What's, you know, we got to turn this thing. And like several pastors start emailing back, we're in, we're in, we're in for a grand, we're in for 1500 Like, what? Now we got to pray about how much we're in, we're in. One of them said, I want your people to know that's how much we believe in what God's doing through you. And that's the outside. I hope that they would own it on the inside too. I do. That, like that's encouraging to me. So our family, we, we already started to give to the Move Fund. You can give online and uh, the offering team will come up here in a minute. But, but those are just three ways to help. Uh, and, but today... I've really been impressed. Today was supposed to be just about talking about the move, but I've been so impressed that God wants to wreck your hearts. Not just talk about, okay, hey, there's a moment in our church's history, we're gonna get ready to move, but, but that God wants to intervene in your life, in your heart, in your situation. Am I the only one that has situations that I need God to intervene on? 
Is there anybody else in this room? Come on, is there anybody else? Anybody else? Come on, you put your hand up. Be a kid. Come on, break through the dam. You can put it up. You can put it up. Jesus, we need you. God, we need you. God, we don't want to say tomorrow. We don't want to say tomorrow will get better. We need today. We give up today. We look to you where our strength comes from, the maker of heaven and earth, that you would love me, that you would chase me, that though while I was dead in sin, you sent your son Christ to live the life I couldn't, to die the death I should have, and that by putting faith in him, it's the greatest unstoppable power that anyone has ever heard about, will ever hear about, and it's the hope of the universe right here, right now. God, power for your people in Jesus' name. Power for your people today in Jesus' name, God. Power for your people today in Jesus' name, God. God, let there be deliverance. God, let there be um, this raw excitement to read your word. To go back and read Hebrews 11 for themselves. Start listening to the audio Bible in the car for themselves. Start saying, I'm sorry a lot more than you are wrong. God, do heart surgery today. As you do best, as we give up everything that tries to hold us, the sin that tries to weigh us down, we let it go. We let it go. We let it go. We let it go. The peace of God will breathe in this room today to let it go. To let it go. That tonight, when they get a text, it's aggravating or they're in a conversation that's very frustrating or when it starts with one beer but then it goes to 30 that there would be this peace and breath of God to say no I have more for you unstoppable God thank you for freedom thank you for love thank you for peace Thank you for joy. Thank you for leading us on this next journey. As we see it is very good. Thank you for the excitement in your people. Thank you for the churches that have rallied with us. And thank you for the hard work that's coming up. Pray that you'd give us endurance. I pray that we'd laugh along the way. We would smile. We would build relationships. We would find ourselves just playing in the sandbox a little bit more no matter what age we are, to be loved by you. And we pray this through the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.